You are listening to the audio podcast of Gethsemane Baptist Church, located in Long Beach, California, pastored by Eli Reynolds. Amen. Thank you. Let's take our Bibles tonight, and we're going to get to the book of Proverbs again. We're going to start in, in uh, Proverbs in chapter number 11, if you'll go there. And as you're turning there, warm up your vocal cords. We're going to sing Happy Birthday, Miss Alyssa Weldon, today. And uh, right back over here, one of our staff members. And so here we go. Are you, should we ask how old she is? No, we don't do that, right? You're not supposed to ask ladies. All right, let's sing Happy Birthday to Miss Alyssa Weldon. Are you ready? Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mrs. Weldon. Happy birthday to you. All right, that was, that was mediocre. That was good. All right. So hope you had good plans today, and, and uh, I'm sure your husband's spoiling you, right? And your daughter and son are spoiling. And Anthony, right? You're you got something very special planned for your sister today. I know it. All right. So that'll be very sweet and touching. Proverbs chapter 11 in your Bibles tonight. And uh, looking forward to Roundup Sunday. Looking forward to, uh, I'm looking forward to tonight too. But there's so much coming up in, the, in these next couple months. Packed full in church. And don't miss it. Don't miss out on it. I want to preach a message tonight and, and uh, continuing our unofficial series here in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs, if you look at uh, chapter 11... Look, if you would, at verse 14. The Bible says in Proverbs 11:14, where no counsel is, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. The title of the message tonight is just the first phrase there, where, where no counsel is, the people fall. Where no counsel is, the people fall. Take your Bible, go to Proverbs 15. Let's look at a couple verses here throughout Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 15. And Proverbs 15, verse 22, Proverbs 15, 22, the Bible says there, without counsel, purposes are disappointed. You had a plan, you have a purpose, but, but you didn't take time to plan it out. You didn't take time to get some wisdom beyond what you understand, what you knew, and other people's minds on the matter. You're going to be disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. Okay? Look at chapter 20. Chapter 20, this is not just a, a one-verse thing. This is found throughout Scripture. Proverbs chapter 20, look if you would at verse number 18. Proverbs 20, 18, every purpose is established by counsel and with good advice, make war. With good advice, make war. Can you imagine like going to war with zero plan? No, there, there, there are strategists, there are people that, that plan and, and, and work on things before they just dive into something. Now look, if you would, at one more, Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 6. Proverbs 24, 6. For by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and in multitude of counselors there is safety. Now, you shouldn't be sitting here tonight thinking, well, I'm not going to war anytime soon, so I don't need counsel. That's not the idea, okay? You could uh, apply the, the war situation with anything in the scripture. You could say, you know, that before you go to work, get counsel. Before you uh, make a big decision, get counsel. Before you, whatever it may be, 
we all need counsel. Have you ever taken bad advice before? Yes, we all have. Remember when I was a kid, I had a friend who was not a very good person, but he was a friend, and, and I have an older brother, and, and he advised me. I, I remember I fell one time on the stairs, and uh, they were like cement stairs outside, and, and I, I fell on them, and I, I just, uh, just scraped my knee real bad. And he said, and my brother walked by, you know, like big brothers do, and laughed at me. You know, I'm sitting there bleeding from the knee, and he's, <laughs> and walked by, you know, like, like, older brothers are because they're all horrible and uh and, and so as he walked by um just kidding i have ki i forgot i have children that are older brothers anyway but uh they're all great but of course your brother's gonna laugh at you you know at a son he's not gonna come over and, and weep for you that's just not what a brother's gonna do all right but uh he walked he, he walked by and laughed and i was like oh i just can't stand him sometimes you know he's five years older than me and uh my friend was like why don't you tell your mom that he pushed you Get him in trouble. And he said, and I'll back you up. And like some of you may be thinking, that's the best kind of friend. That's not the right kind of friend, okay? And I did. I went to my mom as like a six-year, seven-year-old kid and walked in there and said, Mom, look what my brother did to my knee. You know, and she's like, what happened? And he pushed me on the stairs. And my friend was like, he did. I saw him. And she's like, what? what? And then so my brother was always in trouble. It was not hard to, to, to believe this, you know, like it was not a stretch to imagine that he did it, right? Because he was always in trouble. And I was a sweet little angel baby. And, uh, and so uh, mama's boy, you know, the youngest. And so I, I, my, she brings my brother in, and he's sitting in the chair like, what are you talking about? He just fell. And she's like, we got two. He got in so much trouble for that. He said, did I get in trouble? Actually, I got away with it, scot-free. I feel kind of bad, like I still have, you know, dealing with it to this day, the, the trauma. But uh, I went back later, and I told my mom, I said, Mom, I got to tell you, I lied. I feel so bad about it. And she's like, I thought you might have. She still got my brother in trouble, though. He needed it. He needed it. But we've all taken bad advice, but we've all taken good advice, too. My dad, I remember, I'll never forget the day, the best advice I've ever been given. My dad told me to put my french fries in my milkshake. That's the best advice I've ever been given in my life right there. Have you ever tried that? I'm not saying like mix it in. I'm saying, okay, okay, calm down everybody. Take your french fry and dip it in your milkshake next time. It's, it'll change your life. That was great advice. Okay, I've also received other good advice too. But what I'm saying is we know what good advice and bad advice is. The Bible word counsel, that we would read it as counsel, is actually five words in the Old Testament. It means anything from to advise, to guide, advice, planning, inquiring. Uh, it means uh, to keep a secret. It means steering, basically. Steering or guidance is what we're talking about when it comes to counsel. And I want to just preach a little bit on when where no counsel is, the people fall. Bow with me in prayer, if you would. Father, I pray now as we dive in tonight to the message that you would help us to see the importance of counsel in our lives and how, Lord, before we venture out into anything, before we make a big decision, even small decisions, may we stop and pause and get counsel from you. I pray for your help in this. Give us wisdom to learn from the mistakes of others and, uh, and, and not to have to just make our own mistakes. So bless us tonight, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In, the, in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 28, Jesus was talking, God was talking about the nation of Israel when he said, they are a nation void of counsel. 
They are a nation void of counsel. Neither is there any understanding in them. They didn't get counsel. They didn't listen. And so there's no understanding. In the book of Joshua, you remember the story where the children of Israel were fooled by the Gibeonites. They were supposed to go into the land and, and kill uh, and, and take over all the possession there. And there were some people that heard that Israel had come in, and so they acted like they were from far away. They brought stale bread. They got dust and, and grime all over them. We've been traveling so far to, to join up with you. Make a league with us. And Joshua did not consult God about it. And he said, okay, we'll make a league. And then come to find out they were their neighbors. And now they had to live with that. And, and because why? Because they did not seek the counsel of God. It was Rehoboam in the Old Testament who had the opportunity to have a good, strong kingdom. But he forsook the counsel of the old men who were counselors for Solomon. Okay, the wisest man to ever live. His counselors, he said, no, I'm not listening to you. I'm going to listen to the young. I'm going to listen to the guys my age. I'm going to listen to my friends. And what happened? The kingdom was rent away from him. He was left with two tribes, and 12 tribes were gone after that. How about the Bible, Psalm 1-1? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Counsel is all throughout Scripture. In Psalm 16, 7, I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. Psalm 33, 10 and 11, the Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever. The thoughts of his heart to all generations. One of my favorite verses is Psalm 73, 24. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel. Is that what you want? That's what I want. I want God's counsel. I want God's mind. I want to know what the Lord says about things. We just saw, we're in the book of Proverbs, but in Proverbs 19, verse 20, it says, Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Even, I mean, I mean think about this for a second. In the book of Isaiah, now we're right around the corner from Christmas time. I mean, it is so close. Aren't you excited that Christmas is right here? I say that because that drives my wife crazy. She's like, no, it's not. It's far. It's, it's a long ways away. But as soon as fall hits, you know, you're thinking about Christmas. But I'm just messing around. It's a little ways away. But we use this verse during that time of the year, Isaiah 9:6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He, come, he came as a counselor. In Isaiah 11, 2, the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of counsel. In Isaiah 28, 29, other places, Jesus is called wonderful in counsel. So what are we talking about with counsel? We're talking about steering or guiding. All right, I'm going to have to wake up a teenager for an illustration here. Josh, come on up. All right, it's got to be you, my friend. Come on. Come on, let me, help me out here for a second. All right, do I need to pick on somebody else? I always use Josh. Who should I pick on? Jacob? They're all pointing at one another. Everyone's pointing at Riley. Riley, you're up this time, okay, pal? All right. Here it is. Riley and Josh. All right. Come here. We've got two people. We've got one who's not going to listen to counsel and one who is. So, Josh, turn around here. Go with me. Let me move you. All right. Back up. Back up. Back up. Here we go. As Josh is walking along in life, what does it mean, counsel? Counsel is to steer. To steer, okay? So, most people are not, we're not, we do not see the obstacles ahead of us. Many times we just don't have the capability to know what's going to trip us up. Josh, have you ever paid rent before? Have you ever bought a bedroom set before? Have you ever been engaged before? Did you say yes? Did you say yes? Okay. Have you been engaged before? No. 
Not yet, okay. Probably will many times. But, uh, you know, he's... He, he's not, he doesn't have the experience of life, hasn't paid taxes, the fun part of life, you know. He hasn't, uh, he's got a job now, he's working, but, but not, not, he's not 40 hours a week yet, he's still in school. And so he doesn't have the experience that, that older people have in here, those that have been in it for a while. And so he doesn't know what he doesn't know. But if he just walks through life without counsel, with his head down, just working, he is going to... Uh, uh, run right into some obstacles. And you know what? It's going to hurt. And there's going to be bruises, and there's going to be sorrow, and there's going to be, oh, you know, and he's just going to continually just be walking into different obstacles. I can't, I'm just going to push you, Josh. It's just fun to do that. All right. You can have a seat. Thanks, Josh. But, but what was the difference? The difference was a person going through life without being steered or counseled. Here's the difference with counsel. Come here, Riley. What are you backing up for? No, but here's, should I, should, is this okay with the Sanchez? Is that what you want me to do? That's what you said, right? No, but uh, here's the difference. As, as Riley's walking through life as a teenager, he knows that he doesn't know it all. And so he pauses and says, hey, mom and dad, what do you think about this? Hey, Sunday school teacher, what do you think about this? Hey, pastor, what do you think about this? And we're able to say, you know what? I think if you keep going on the course you're going, buddy, I think you're going to get hurt. What do you think about this? You know, uh, he brings his girlfriend home. What do you think about her? And the dad and mom are like, well, you know what we're doing? We're steering him. And we're saying, let me help you avoid the obstacle. Okay, that's what it is. Thank you. You can have a seat. All right. That wasn't too bad, was it, guys? Yes. All right. Uh, fine. Who am I picking on next time? All right. Oh, Jacob and Eli, you're next. Okay. But that's what counsel is. It is steering. Look, now, I can't make the decisions for the young man as, if, as a counselor, but we can say, I see a little bit further down the road. We've got people in our church in their 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. You know what? You've seen down the road a lot more than I have. And there are people that could use your counsel. Why? Because you've seen the cyclical uh, uh, effect of society, how things just kind of go through the same things over and over. And, and we need to be listening to counsel. So just a couple of thoughts by way of introduction before I get to the main thoughts here. But uh, if you want to make wise decisions, seek out wise counsel. If you want to make wise decisions, seek out wise counsel. Can I say secondly, by the way of introduction, your choices affect other people. You're, why is it important you get counsel? Because your choices affect other people. When my wife and I were deciding whether or not to stay in Long Beach or, be, uh, or, or move and be a pastor wherever God wants, you know, wanted us to uh, move us or whatever, we, we had to stop and think, what does God want? We, we couldn't think, what do we want? We had to think, what does, what does God want? And it lined up. But the decision was going to affect my children. I was going to be raising them in Long Beach, California, or I was going to be raising them in who knows where. And so it was important because my decisions affected my family. Our decisions and your decisions do as well. That's why it's a smart thing to think through things and get counsel before you just dive in. Okay? By way of introduction, I want to say this as well. You need extra counsel during life-changing decisions. You know what's so funny about teenagers to me? It's, it's, almost, it's almost sad that at, at the age of life where the most like hormones are going on in their, in their mind and body and, and they're so confused about everything, now we're like, make all the big decisions about life right now. Decide where you're going to go to college. You know? Decide what you're going to do with your life. Uh, decide you know, who you're going to date and marry. And it's all just like right around this time 
where they're not the wisest that they will be yet. So they, what? You need counsel. You, you get an offer for something, and, and uh, you need to get counsel about that before you move, before you take the job, before whatever else. I remember when I was in Bible college, and Pastor Smith came up to me in chapel and said, Eli, we want to talk about, uh, to you about possibly being the youth pastor of Gethsemane Baptist Church. That was back in 2006. That was a long time ago. And I remember him asking me that, and we came down here on April 29, 2006, and, and interviewed and, and uh, preached in the youth department and all of that. You know, when I got back, I, I, I didn't just think to myself, I got this, I'll just make the decision. I talked to Pastor Trever. I talked with my father-in-law, I called my home pastor, I talked to my parents, I talked to my in-laws, I talked to my future wife about it, of course. I prayed, I fasted. Why? Because it was a big decision. And I feel like oftentimes Christians get in a lot of trouble because they just make a decision. They make a decision based upon uh, just trivial things. Trivial things that really don't matter. Uh, you know, what school has the best sports program? I'll just throw my kids in there. Uh, what, uh, what job pays the most? I don't care if I have to work Sundays. I'll just go there. And we're making these decisions not based upon biblical things, but based upon whatever we feel like. And I think that is unwise. I think that is unwise. Job change. Counsel. Get counsel. You're going to relocate. Get counsel. You're going to go to college. Get counsel. Counsel is just basically... Advice from a biblical standpoint. Advice from a biblical standpoint. It doesn't make the choice for you. I want to say this also. Every Christian needs a cabinet. I've said this before. A cabinet of counselors. My father-in-law taught me this years ago. What's a cabinet of counselors? The president has one. When he's going to go and make a decision. I've got so many jokes. I've got to be careful though. All right. But uh, he, when he's going to make a, a decision, he's got a cabinet of advisors around him. To, to give advice, he's got military leaders. He's got leaders from the Navy and Army, all these other places. He's got uh, people in there that, that would advise him and help him to know what to do. What does the world do? The world goes to astrology. Well, I'm a cancer, so I wonder what cancers are doing, or whatever. And we, they go to horoscopes, and, or some uh, their buddies at the bar, they go to Pinterest for their advice. They, they see a cross-stitch pillow at, at, uh, at Hobby Lobby and think that that's just the best advice I've ever gotten. And, and, and we're neglecting the counsel that God wants to give us from the Word of God. So every Christian, though, needs people on their cabinet of counselors. Your spouse should be on there if you're married. The pastor, I believe, should be on there. Parents, if, if applicable. Wise people, uh, uh, godly friends, professional Christian counselors. Anyone that can point you to biblical principles. I don't speak Latin, but there is a Latin phrase that I'm going to say and probably not pronounce right. But I saw this somewhere. It said, plus vident oculi quam oculos. And I know we all know what that means, so I'm going to move on. No, it means, it's, it's just a, a proverb. It means many eyes see more than one. And getting a lot of people's minds on something helps. It helps you see what the right thing to do is. There was a teenager in our youth department years ago, went to public school, and uh, he was a young man who, who, was, who was considering going to Bible college and wanted to live for God, and he went to his guidance counselor at school, and the counselor said, what do you want to do? And the guy was, I think, uh, uh, I think he was... Islamic and uh, and he and uh, he went to the guy so he had a religious background and he went to the guy and, and, and this young teenager went to the guy and he said you're gonna go to Bible college and the young man said yeah, that's what I want to do and he said that is the biggest waste of your life that would be the worst decision you could make 
and just completely discouraged him from following what God wanted for him. And he didn't go. And it's just, you know, and, and that person should not have been able to give counsel, not to that young man anyway. Any person who counsels you outside of biblical principles should not be your counselor. I want to just give you very quickly tonight, and we're moving quick through the message. I want to just tell you some common counseling mistakes that people make. Common counseling mistakes that people make. Let me just give them to you quickly here about counsel. First of all, here's a mistake a lot of people make. They try to figure it all out themselves. Just not getting counsel. And you know, sometimes you have things that you have, have had happened to you or that you've gone through and there have been events that have shaped you that have maybe been traumatic events and you carry wounds and scars, whether they're physical or emotional or whatever, and you just think, I'll just try to figure it out myself. That's a bad plan. That's a bad plan because that's a very difficult road. And sometimes you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what the problem is. You don't know how to fix the problem. So we're just going to rub some dirt in the wound and move on. No, that's not going to be what you need. I think it's the root of pride in people that says, I don't need anybody's advice. I think that's pride. Why don't you need advice? Maybe they see something from a different point of view that you don't see. And so a lot of people make the mistake of, I'm just going to figure it out myself. I remember my, my mother-in-law telling a story where uh, her, uh, I, I think it was her mom's brother, was working on a car and couldn't figure out what was wrong with the car. And there was another family member just watching. And so my mother-in-law, whose brother was working on the car, asked the other family member, what do you think it is? And the guy said, I think it's the distributor cap. And she said, well, why didn't you tell him? And he said, he didn't ask. And so Faith's mom went over to, the, to her brother and, and said, what do you got going on here? Oh, I just can't figure out what's going on with the car. And she said, I think it might be the distributor cap. Eight dollars later, it was fixed. And, you know, she looks like the hero or whatever. But, but the thought is there, look, he, he should ask, yes, but he also probably should volunteer. I think sometimes we're afraid as counselors. Now, look, at you're in Proverbs. Go to Proverbs chapter 20. Look at Proverbs 20. Here's the thing about counsel. A lot of times... People that counsel others are not just going to walk up and start counseling you. you know, they're just not going to walk up and, and, you know, let me help you with this. Michaela, here's what you need to know, okay? And I'm just going to give you all this advice, even though you did not ask for it. That's not what people usually do. That, that's not how it usually works. Here's what it says in the Bible, Proverbs 20, verse uh, 5. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. What does that mean? It means ask questions of wise people. Because people have a well of knowledge and experience in their life and their heart, but a wise person will tap that well and will go up and say, hey, let me get your mind on this. Let me ask you about this. Hey, let me ask your advice on this. Have you ever had this situation? That's wisdom. You could avoid a lot of mistakes by just seeking counsel, making war after the counsel. It's, it's, look, it's never a good idea, if you are going to counsel people, to go up to people with the attitude of, let me tell you what you're doing wrong. You know, let me just, you know, and you didn't ask for this, but let me just tell you all the ways you're messing up your life. You know what your problem is? No, that's not the best way. The, you know, the, the old adage, unsought advice is seldom heeded and often resented. Uh, someone said, advice is seldom welcome, and those who need it the most like it the least. <laughs> you know, that's the truth of the matter. So the question is this, it, it, you know, if you're looking for counsel and you're going to people and you have friends, whatever, is it just opinion or is it counsel? You, you, if you are going to give people advice, don't just give opinion, 
give counsel. What's counsel? Biblical steering. Biblical guidance. That's the difference. So the first mistake I see people make is they just try to figure it all out themselves when there are wiser people all around who could help. The second mistake I think people make is they go to their friends for counsel. They go to their friends for counsel. Now here's the thing. You may have godly friends who know the word of God and you can go to them for counsel. But that is not what we usually do. What we usually do is ask a random person, you know, that, that, and what I mean by random is someone that we're close to, but, but they don't have the spiritual discernment necessary to really guide you. But what you really want is you want someone to tell you to do what you already want to do. What you really want is to go to your friend and say, hey, you know, this is what's going on. What do you think I should do? And this is what I was thinking. And Oh, absolutely, you should do that. And that's what friends are going to do, right? They're going to back you up. But a real friend would be like, no, here's what, you, you know, the Bible says this. Don't go against the word of God. That would be what a real friend does. But I think a lot of times we go to friends because we just want to hear what we want to hear. And it's not always wrong, again, if they have counsel in their character, but Rehoboam went to his friend, and it was the wrong friend to go to. Amnon had a friend, but it was the wrong friend. Some people just want to make your life better and try to fix you. And you go to them, and it's a friend, and, and, and they just want to fix your problems. Or some people just want to be in control. And if you go to them, they're just going to try to you know, show that they're in control and know everything. Some people just want to show their superiority and knowledge. And so they're just going to give you advice even though they don't know what the answer is. They're going to say, oh, this is absolutely what you do. You should do 100%. This is what you should do. What are they doing? They just want to be superior and show that they have knowledge. Now, some people do genuinely care for you and don't want to see you hurt, so they're going to tell you what you want to hear and tell you what, what makes you happy. But that's not what counsel is. Counsel is not someone taking the word of God and saying, hey, how can I make you happy? Hey, how can I uh, you know, tell you to do what you want to do? There's so many people online in Christian circles that are doing what they want to do, and they're finding churches and finding pastors and finding people who will just tell them it's okay to do what they want to do. And, and that's not the right type of biblical counsel we should be getting. It should not be, I'm going to figure out what I want to do, what feels good, and then I'm going to do that. It should be, what does the Word of God say? I'm going to do that. Amen and amen. That's the truth of the matter. That's how it should be. So uh, avoid people that are not going to give you biblical counsel. The third mistake I see people make is that they listen to pop culture cancel, uh, counsel. They, they listen to pop culture counsel. Why is that so hard to say? Culture counsel? I think maybe because cancel culture is a thing right now, right? But Cultural, culture count, okay, you know what I'm saying. Read it, it's right there, okay? They listen to that. They listen to pop culture counsel. And what do I mean by that? We, we just listen to whatever rhymes. You know, if a saying rhymes, it's true, right? If anything rhymes, then, you know, then, then it's got to be true. If it's a meme on the internet, then, then we have to believe it. You know, and if it has a Bible verse next to it, then, then you know, that it, no matter what it says, it, we got to just accept that it's true, right? Well, maybe we ought to stop and think, can the world, can the world give us get biblical counsel? No. How can unsaved people give biblical counsel? But what I see, even again, among Christian people, we're listening to worldly counsel. Let me give you a couple. I've preached on this before. Just listen to your heart. That's what you need to do. Just listen to your heart. You know the Bible says about that in the, in the book of Proverbs? That you are a fool 
if you listen to your heart. Well, hey, hey, some of you are already quoting the verse out of Jeremiah. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. I'm going to listen. You just got to follow your heart, man. You just got to listen to your heart. That's a terrible idea. That's, that's not what, but, but hey, somebody, somebody famous said it. You know, so we got to listen. No, that's not what we ought to do. Hey, you know, or, or the advice, you just need to be spiritual in your own way. You know, you can be, you can be spiritual anyway. You don't have to go to church. I'm just going to have church at home. I'm just going to sit in my house, and, and that's going to be my church in this, you know, in this apartment here with no one around. That's, that's not church. I've hated so much about COVID that, that, we, have, that we have to, we, for a while there, people were just watching online at home. It was the best that we could do at that time, but it's not church. This is church. Fellowship, getting together, and we need that. Oh, you just need, you know what? You don't need the negativity of church. That's what people say. That's garbage. First of all, church isn't negative. Church is positive, all right? It should be. You know, when you walk out, you shouldn't be negative unless it's conviction. You know, where in the Bible is all this worldly counsel? You know why you don't have Bible verses attached to that? Because it's not in the Bible. It's not there. Modern Christianity is so not Christian. Modern Christianity that we see is not Christian. They, they, they claim Christian. I, I have, I've watched these people online that, that talk about how Jesus had, had a, made a mistake, and so he had to go back and apologize because he made a racist comment. And he's a pastor was saying this. You know, and, and there's, there's pastors on there that are preaching how, how the Bible is for abortion. And I'm just thinking, like, what Bible are you reading? Are you saved? What in the world are you thinking, like, why cave in just because you've been filling your mind with worldly Christianity? Now you feel like you've got to cave in to fit in with the crowd? And there's peer pressure again? Take a stand, have a backbone. That's what I feel like. But this stuff is so modern and it's garbage. We're following the advice of Christians on TikTok? On Instagram? Come on. We're in bad shape if that's where we're getting our counsel. Very bad shape. Don't listen to the worldly modern counsel that goes against the very word of God. I see another mistake people make. Let me explain this one. It's going to sound like, what are you talking about? But I'm going to explain it. I think a mistake people make is they assume that counsel and counseling are the same. Let me differentiate between counsel and counseling. Okay, what I mean by that is this. Counsel can happen anywhere, anytime. In fact, a lot of the counsel that I do is from behind this desk right here. I, I do a lot of counsel from the pulpit. I'm giving advice from the Bible, from experience, from things others have taught me or whatever. Counsel can be something that lasts 30 seconds. Counsel can be just a quick word of advice. It can happen in the hallway. It can happen at the back door. It can happen through a text message. It can happen over the phone. Counsel is just a quick word of counsel is just advice to steer you in the right direction. Hey, you know, do you, do you think I should date this person? Do you think I should do this? Do you think, uh, what does, hey, Pastor, real quick, what does the Bible say about this? That I, can just, that I can just give you a quick word of counsel. You know, you, you may be with the, your, your parents and say, hey, mom and dad, what about this? And there's a quick word of counsel there. And I think that's good. We need that. But also there is counseling. Counseling is ongoing. Counseling is something that you're going to over and over again. And this is just my differentiation, by the way. Some people would even call it therapy. Pastor, we're against therapy. Why are we against therapy? 
If you, here, let me help you with this though. If it's biblical counseling and you want to call it therapy, there's no problem with that. I have zero issues with that. Now, here's the thing about that. You say, well, pastor, are you against someone going to like a, a psychiatrist and laying on a couch and doing all that kind of stuff? I, I, I'm not against you going to somewhere where on a reoccurring basis where someone that's been trained and qualified and, and, and Christian and, that can take principles of the word of God and help you through it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think for a long time there's been a stigma in churches that if you go to a therapist or if you go to, a, and now look, again, I'm talking Christian now. Because here's the thing, if you go to a psychologist, there are some things, and I'm not the expert, I, I, I try to read books on this and study up on it, it's very interesting to me, but if you go to a psychologist that is not Christian, you're going to find that they have Freud and all of these different uh, people in their background of their teaching, and a lot of that is anti-Christian, you can look it up, that's not something I'm making up. But if anything does work in psychology, and there are things that work, I will tell you, it comes from the Word of God's principles. And so what I'm saying is, look, there are times where you may not be able to, uh, uh, you know, dominate 20 hours of my week by sitting in my office and getting counsel, but there are people that have been trained. In the Bible, were there not counselors? Did they not have people that their one sole job was to give counsel? Absolutely. So I'm not against at all people going to someone week by week and dealing with the issues that are in their life from a biblical point of view. Why? Because there are deeper and deeper hurts. The world we live in is so crooked and messed up by sin. And if you feel like, hey, you want to find a Christian counselor and you want to go to, there is zero shame in that. I don't get why we have this stigma in our churches that if you, it's just a sign of weakness. We're weak. We're weak, but he's strong, and he wants to heal the wounds and all that. And sometimes what a good Christian counselor can do for you is to show you to say, hey, this is what the problem is biblically. You don't see it because you're in it, but here's what it is, and here's how you get out. Now, I do think pastors, look, a lot of pastors are just not qualified for that, sadly. I'm working. I'm, I'm working at this to, to be more and more qualified. But I just wanted to say, look, there is a different thing. Coming and asking advice, and, and that's wonderful, but there are times where you need more. And I have done many times counseling with people where it was an ongoing thing. And I just wanted to say, because I feel like, again, in a lot of churches, this gets to be a, a, a there's a stigmata, if that's the right word about it, or stigma about it. Uh, I think stigmata is a Catholic thing. There's a stigma about it that it's, it's, you know, it's a bad thing to go weekly and get help. It's not. It's not at all, and I think more people should do it, <laughs> absolutely. So anyway, I, don't, I, I guess two people agree with me on that, but anyway, again, if it's from a biblical standpoint, it makes a huge difference. Number five, what else mistake do people make? They assume they already know what the counselor will say. Ever do that? I've heard people say that. Well, I'm not going to go ask them. I already know what they're going to say. Did you get the gift of telepathy? When you got saved, you can read minds now? That's amazing. Give me that, okay? No, you didn't get that. You don't know. And I've had so many people say that in teenagers through the years. I already know what they're going to say. And then they come to me, and I don't say what they thought I was going to say. I'm surprised you said that. I'm surprised you didn't say this. No, that's, you don't know that. Don't assume you already know. So the thing about counseling, I just want to give you a couple last thoughts, and we'll be done, about counseling. I want to say this. Don't go to a specific counselor for specific advice. 
What I mean is this. Now, look, if you're struggling in your marriage and you want to find, you want to come to here and get counsel, that's great. If you want to find a marriage counselor and go to them, biblical marriage counselor and go to them, that's great. But you don't find someone that's just going to tell you what you want to hear. That's what I mean. You don't go to a specific counselor. You ever do this with your parents? You know that dad will say no, but mom will say yes. And so what do you do? You go to mom. Or maybe you know that mom will definitely say no, but dad will say yes. It varies, you know, about different things. And so, so it, it, whatever it is, as a child, you know which one to go to. You're not going to go to dad because dad will say no. So you go, mom, can I have this? And, yes, or what? And, and, and we, there was a rule in my house growing up. If you went to one parent and asked something, and they said no, and you went to the other parent and asked, you were in trouble. Why? Because you're pitting the parents against each other. By the way, we have that rule in our house now, too. <laughs> but uh, that's, but we, we know how to do that. So don't go to a specific counselor because you know they're going to tell you what you want to hear. Go to someone who's going to tell you the truth. I want to say this as well. Don't be a lone ranger Christian. Seek advice. Get help. You don't have to do it alone. There are ways to get help. There are people that could take the word of God. I think we've got some here at our church. I think, uh, and, and we're developing that more and more. And I hope to really build more of a counseling ministry at our church. We need it. And, and all of that. But, but there, are, there are people that can help you. And so don't be the lone ranger where you feel like no one understands me. Let people, let people help you. I also want to say this. If you're going to get counsel, decide you're going to do it. Whatever the counsel is, if it's right, decide in advance you're going to do it. So if you're going to get counsel and, the, and someone's going to show you from the word of God what to do, don't think, well, whatever they say, I'm not going to do it. Or if I don't like it, I'm not going to do it. No, if you're going to get counsel, decide I'm going to do it, whatever it is. And then just last thought I have for you, I've given you a lot of thoughts tonight, but learn to draw out counsel. That's what we talked about a little bit. Learn to draw out counsel. There are two types of counsel. There's curative and preventative. There's counsel that, that helps you when something's already went wrong. And there's also counsel that prevents you from doing something that could cause harm and wrong. And I think a wise person, before they're making, so the preventative counseling would be, hey, I'm about to make a decision. I've got this situation coming up. I've got to have a conversation with my boss. I need counsel. And so you're going and getting counsel. But then there's also the counsel where something has happened. There's been a hurt. There's been something that's gone wrong. And now it's curative. And you need to get counsel. Whichever one you need. I want to encourage you. I think biblical counseling is what we need so much of today. There are so many hurts. There are so many problems. And there's such a limited amount of what preachers can do from a pulpit. And I would encourage you. Get to a counselor. Get to the, to the people that can help you from the word of God. There are people in this room that ha can help you with decisions you're making. I think of these teenagers. There are people you need to talk to, teenagers, before you just make a huge life decision. Where no counsel is, the people fall. No counsel is the people fall. And a multitude of counselors are safety. Let's heed the word of God on this. Our Father, I thank you for counsel from the word of God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that, that you are wanting to counsel us. You're the spirit of counsel. I thank you, God.